What's up, creeps? Welcome to another brand new episode of the Epic Film Guys podcast. I'm Justin. I'm a Ginger Binks. <laughs> Me love you, oh, baby. No, you did. I'm be oh. ready. Already? Oh man, you're really gonna go with that. Okay. Me's a Ginger Binks. <laughs> I love Halloween kills. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no. Where am I right now? Safe word. You're on Tatooine. What's the safe word? Nipple. Halloween ends. I don't know. It sounds more like Elmo than I think uh, Jar Jar Binks. Well, all, all things considered, the Jar Jar Binks accent is, you know, rooted in pretty racist stereotype so it's probably good that you can't do it properly yeah probably, uh, probably. <laughs> way to go justice way to for go. jar jar justice for jar jar that, that that is a that's a real thing justice for jar jar i like jar jar Banks. is it <laughs> <laughs> the star wars fandom has come around on jar jar i mean you know yeah everything but always does man as it should i really do think it should and you know, we're going to be sitting here tonight on this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to be reviewing a movie this week. We're going to be talking about the bombshell that was dropped uh, last week upon this recording. Scream. That is the word, I would dare say, uh, for the end of the year when it comes to horror. Scream 7 in limbo. Uh, Melissa Barrera was fired by the studio producing the recent films for speaking out on a political subject on her own social media and following suit very quickly uh, massive star Jenna Ortega has now dropped out of the seventh film as well which would have been both of their third film in their own respective film series per se uh, and we need to talk about it I think it's just something that's you know hot news and you know a lot of you guys out there listening you listen for a lot of our screen content so I felt it was necessary and a great subject for us, for us to discuss. Brady, mm. if you could fill our listeners in a little bit more uh, in an in-depth level, if you will, on the situation. Sure. Yeah. So, um, as Justin said. Can you do it in Jar Jar voice, though? So, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> that was Mickey fucking Mouse. We got Mickey Mouse Don't over bring here. up Disney right now. Fucking um, hell, that was great. I just went to Disney and it was something. But uh, no, so yeah, like Justin said, you know, it's <clears throat> there's it's a very heightened political situation, and, and on this podcast, you know, we we always try to make a point to to not get too overtly political, and obviously, some of our favorite directors or political at all, right? Like, well, I'll, some, I'll throw that in there. Some yeah. of our, our, our favorite directors, <laughs> at all, yeah. George Romero, you know, is famous for inserting politics into horror. And, I, and Jordan Peele, Absolutely. I think that that is what we can all agree on and say, like, cool, like, we can discuss that on this podcast. But with how divisive politics have been over the past couple of years, uh, we've done a really good job of just trying to stay out of that. Um, with Melissa's firing, there's a lot of interesting things that go on with that. So essentially, she, she posted a tweet or reshared an article on her social media. Uh, and then Spyglass came out and fired her, citing her social media activity regarding the ongoing attack on Gaza by Israeli forces. Uh, and I'm not going to give you 
a history lesson in Israel and Palestine and Gaza. Uh, I think that there are historians and articles out there that could do a better job of it. But, you know, if you want to talk about it, you can always reach me offline. Uh, But Barrera's response, you know, to it, you know, after everything came out, she said, first and foremost, I condemn anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. And I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind against any group of people. She said, as a Latina, a proud Mexicana, I feel the responsibility of having a platform that allows me the privilege of being heard. And therefore, I have tried to use it to raise awareness about issues I care about and to lend my voice to those in need. Every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic status, deserves equal human rights, dignity, and of course, freedom. I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that no governing body should be above criticism. Um, So then going into it a little more with Spyglass, because that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Essentially, she shared a post accusing Israel of quote unquote genocide and ethnic cleansing, as well as a passage from a Jewish currents magazine that accused the Israeli government of distorting the Holocaust to boost the Israeli arms industry. The piece was written by Raz Segal, who directs the Master of Arts in Holocaust and Genocide Studies program at Stockton University. Um, And the statement said, I pray day and night for no more deaths, for no more violence, and for a peaceful coexistence. I will continue to speak out for those that need it the most and continue to advocate for peace and safety, for human rights and freedom. Silence is not an option for me. Um, And after initially declining to comment on the termination, Spyglass then came out and said, well... We just want to clarify that the actor was not fired for her support for the Palestinian cause, but we, as the company, interpreted her social media posts as anti-Semitic. And then they came out and said, as Spyglass, that our stance is unequivocally clear. We have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. Um, And then that's kind of where we're at. Like Justin said, Barrera was was booted. Ortega uh, then left, and Spyglass tried to come out and say, well, she really wasn't going to be in the movie much anyways. So it became a contract issue where she was splitting her time between this and Beetlejuice 2. So it's there's been a lot of stink going on with it and there's been a lot of things that i don't think are fully coming to the surface like there wouldn't in the situation but yeah that's that's kind of the context we're dealing with on this episode not not to correct you right out of the gate or anything but it wasn't beetlejuice 2 because that right and we talked about that but it was wednesday season sorry we were just there Um, on the set so we were that's all i was thinking of if you if you want to know about that, you know, our experience on the set, we did a Patreon special on that Keaton cast and also talking about, you know, seeing Jenna Ortega up close and, you know, her, seeing her on set and shit. It was pretty awesome. Um, but right out of the gate here, ladies and gentlemen, so this is such a hot topic that people are extremely divided, in particular in the Scream verse, if you will, whatever the Scream fandom There are a lot of fans that are calling for a boycott of the next movie. There's a lot to digest there and dissect. And of course, we know through reports and the obvious that right now they're like, well, we fucked up with Nev on the last movie. We didn't give her the movie or the money that she deserved. And now they're eyeing to try to target her to bring her back. Patrick Dempsey as well. Uh, And there's also some rumors that they've already reached out and she's declined. And we'll talk about that. But the question is here, guys, I mean, was this the right move? And I'll throw it to Jeremy first. 
So what what a year for Spyglass, man. They started the year with Scream 6 being massively successful. Everybody, not everybody, but, you know, most people really praising it as being, a you know, a really, really strong installment in the series. And then now we're ending the year with fans being furious, the studio being furious, actors being fired, actors departing, and it's become a fucking train wreck. So talk about a roller coaster. It started off really, really high, and it's I mean, ending don't even, really, really low. Don't even forget, Jeremy, Spyglass did Thanksgiving, too. So they just had yeah. another hit with that, too, where fans were gushing all over that shit. And th- this landed like a week after that came out. Yeah, I mean. Which is crazy. So uh, the whole situation is is really insane. And you want to talk about a, a fuck you moment. It was not giving Nev Campbell, you know, the salary that she deserved for, you know, being the lead star of five of these fucking movies, man. Them going, you know what? We're not going to pay you that. We're good on that. We're good on you, right? And now the biggest rising star, Jenna Ortega, has exited the project. And now they're like, so, Nev, how's it how's it going? Like, how you doing? Um, you want to you wanna talk? Like, Scream, Scream 7 is coming up. And if she truly did decline them already, which honestly, she fucking should, right? She should. She's still very much a working actor. Um, so it's not like a situation where it's, okay, I have to take this. She's getting work all over the place, right? So I hope that she did turn them down because, A, they didn't treat her with respect on the last one, considering her worth in the franchise, and especially how they have gone about treating current cast members, uh, Melissa Barrera. You know, I hope she did say, I'm good on you. You know, thank you so much. You know, we're, we're good here. I'm, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people, Scream fans, you know, are saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boycott this thing now. And do I think a percentage of them are going to boycott it? Yeah, but I always take shit like that with a grain of salt because... For sure, for sure. Right. Every single time, it's like, oh, they're remaking A Nightmare on Elm Street? Robert England is the only Freddy. I am boycotting. And everybody went and fucking saw it. They all went and saw it. So I always take that shit with a grain of salt. And do I think uh, Melissa being let go and Jenna... Walking from the project is going to slow this thing down. Maybe a little bit as far as the writing process in it. But let me tell you what. If I know one thing about slasher movies is there's always a way to to flip it, spin it, go in a different direction. Um, Scream prints money and they will make a Scream 7 with or without Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, and Nev Campbell. I can tell you that right now. And people will show up for it. Yeah. That is true. That is most definitely true. I mean, it, all respect to the Scream fandom. I mean, I'm part of it in my own way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, our good friend Ryan C. Showers, who just had to deal with a lot of bullshit from the fandom, 
uh, in regards to trying to be it, 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 not in the middle, but, you know, being understanding to everybody in this situation. This isn't just a I'm on this side or that side type of thing, which um, real quick, I got to say, I don't know if anybody else listened to his episode that he just released about that, but it was incredibly done. Like he took it upon himself to get out there and like, look, I know we all love Ryan on here, but like he really is at the forefront of like scream news, scream podcasting, scream entertainment and like for him to go out there and deal with the shit that he did from the fandom and still be unbiased and have a really good perspective on it. Like kudos to him, man. Like that's why he does. And that's why he's so good at it. So love you, Ryan. Yeah. All the props to him on that. I mean, the shit everyone was getting last week, if you didn't take a side or if you took a side that was more, you know, in the middle or you didn't, you didn't want to call anybody out. I mean, the fact that people were talking about, they were tweeting about seeing Thanksgiving, which is a spy, Spyglass production, and people were shitting on them and hating on them for it, uh, calling for them to boycott the studio just because, you know, they're making the same movies is absolutely insane mm-hmm. to me. Um, but that's how fandom can get. I mean, and we've seen it. What's yep. even more crazy to me is if any of those fucking fans watch Scream 5, what was the entire point? Mm hmm. The toxic fandom, do they not get the through line on that? I mean, now they're living it. They're being that. You have to be understanding. Um, I get having a strong understanding. opinion. Understanding. Understanding. Jeremy's other favorite we word. We have strong it's opinions. so meta. You know, we review movies. We're film critics. That's what we do. But at the same time. Is that this, my favorite word? Yeah, you've, this you've goes been above on podcast and beyond. saying <laughs> This goes above and beyond just movies, guys. Yeah. Um, you know. And then there's that question as well. Like we have remaining cast members of the, you know, quote unquote core four, which have not spoke out on this yet. I'm, we're not totally sure what their contracts. They're smart. Well, you know, I mean, there, you could say that or you could say some people would say on the other side of that coin would be they're not standing up and supporting, you know, their castmates. I don't know what the story's even going to involve because Early drafts of the script we could talk about now. You know, Jenna was going to take a backseat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she was not going to play a, a massive role in the sequel. It was really going to put Sam at the forefront and push her even further. And at this point, let's face it, I mean, you know, Melissa Barrera is fantastic in the role. I grew I grew on her character, or her, she grew on me, rather, in the last movie even more so. But Jenna Ortega is the big star, you know, so I don't know if they were trying to figure out a way to switch that around last minute. Um, but Tara Carpenter was going to be taking a backseat in the movie. So, you know, it, 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 apparently Tara and Chad were going to be together in the sequel and off to the side. Probably in a way to give Sydney the availability to pop back into the picture and be a larger focus here. But we don't know what the movie's going to be now because they have to rewrite the entire fucking script. Well, here's the thing about about the other uh, actors that haven't spoken out yet. I mean, think about it. Put yourself in, in their shoes, right? You've got your fellow co-workers that, okay, well, this, felt, this co-worker just spoke out on something and got fucking terminated, right? And you don't know how many jobs that could potentially cost, um, you know, Melissa Barrera or whatever else, like, you know, these studios and these people, you know, they all talk and shit like that. So for I kind of put myself in, in, in that situation of like, okay, you know, if if my livelihood is on the line, <laughs> right, and my career 
you know, sometimes it can. I'm not saying one way or the other that I would or I wouldn't speak out for for my my co-stars or my podcast co-hosts if something were to go down. You know, right? But it, I'm sure it is a fucking slippery slope, and it's like, man, like what's going to be the repercussion if I speak out? Is this going to cost me my career? And I could see that when that's your livelihood, I can see how scary that would be. Well, also like, yeah, not. Just to give a, a broader context, and we're, I don't, I really don't want to get into all the statements, but like, it's not just Melissa. Like, there have been a like Susan Sarandon, who is very politically outspoken, very activist, and and that's you know we can get into that on a different podcast. But like, she was even just dropped by her agent for comments that she made, and then there was another high level agent in Hollywood who lost their job because of comments made and it's like so you're right like these young upcoming cast members who you know see like oh i have a potential their careers just started yeah i have potential like i have really started to make a name for myself and these people did too or this person who's like you know susan sarandon is an oscar winner and she is now pretty much unemployable in this moment so like it's hard not to be in their position and be like, well, I don't know if I should say something like, should I use my platform? Should I not? Like, that's a very conflicting moment. Well, you also have sure. to think, you know, uh, Yasmin Savoy Brown, who plays Mindy and uh, Mason Gooding, who plays Chad. They're not Jenna Ortega. Right. Okay. They're playing smaller roles here. They're not getting the opportunities, the huge movie roles offered to them like Jenna is. So th- you are correct in saying that, Jeremy, that they're probably trying to be secure in their employment here where they don't know if they're going to get another large franchise offer to them. They don't know what's up the pipeline in terms of, you know, performance offers for acting gigs. So I, I understand being in the middle on that, which is why a lot of people kind of need to chill out a little bit, I think, and stop calling for everybody. I mean, to, to stand up for someone else's opinion if we don't even know if they necessarily agree with it or not the biggest blunder though that we need to talk about is christopher landon oh my god now i don't know brady if you have his quote right off the bat i'll i'll have to see if i can bring it up no i I, I do have it here here. it was it was okay one second i gotta i have a couple tabs open you can keep talking yeah while while you're looking for that i'm I'm gonna tell you that when all this shit first went down with melissa getting fired my first reaction was, it's a sca- like her comments were a scapegoat for another reason for them to fire her. Um, and maybe I'm incorrect on that, but when it first hit, I was like, man, to me it sounds like she pissed somebody else. She pissed somebody off at the studio, and they were looking for a reason, and they used that as a cause to, to nix her. Now that more details and stuff have come out uh, about the studio and things like that mm-hmm. regarding this topic... I could be wrong, but my my initial thought was, well, it sounds to me like she pissed somebody off for something completely different, and they used it as a scapegoat to, to fucking axe her. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's hard I, with that. I, I, have, I have the tweet here. I have the tweet here. Yeah. Just going to state it real quick. So director, again, Radio Silence is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, They thank, were the ones God. that assembled the cast yeah. for, for five and six. They were able to move away from this. They left even before the premiere of Six. So they already knew they were leaving. So the job got thrown in the hands of Christopher Landon, very capable director uh, of Freaky and the Happy Death Day movies, which I, I really enjoy all of those. But this was, again, his tweet, which he deleted not long after. This is my statement. 
heartbreak emoji. Everything sucks. Stop yelling. This was not my decision to make. Now, it's one thing for a co-star to make the choice to not speak out. But the director of the upcoming installment did speak out, but these were uh, this was a very poor choice of words. This did not stand up for anybody no, it was else. Awful. It literally was just like a guy in the middle of a fucking crowd like, stop yelling. It's not my fault. Like, just trying not to take blame for something. No, I get it. It's not his fault, right? But, dude, don't even, don't even acknowledge it if you had nothing to say about it without any context I, of anything. Well, see, I didn't take it that way, man. All right, I didn't take, take it, it that, that way, way at all. Um, I, I took it as... They, they're still in the process of working out what exactly this thing is going to be. Maybe on the back end, he's trying to work with spy, Spyglass to fix things. I don't know. But for him, he was what I took was that he was saying, hey, I'm heartbroken over this too. Everybody stop yelling at each other. And I don't well, blame him for being uh, like, this was not was my mostly, decision. I don't know. He was I think telling them to stop yelling at him. Yeah, that's because everyone that's what was I coming at him. everybody's coming to him as the new director, saying, "Oh my god, like what are you doing? How is this happening?" And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! This isn't me. This is the studio." But also, like Jeremy, to your point, like I I would agree with that. But Christopher Landon isn't like a slouch. Like it's not like he's a new director. Like he knows how Hollywood works. If there was a back end deal going on, he would not be on social media saying that, what he said. And I think what he said was crass, and I think what he said also was just, just he didn't think it through. It was all heated. It, it was insensitive to both parties. I think. Right. I think it should. It, it would have been better if he didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, of course, the day following after and and, and thereafter, a couple of days. And then he deleted it. Yeah. Well, he deleted it. And then it was reported that he tried to get out of his deal. Right. You know, and I don't know how true that is, but I, I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if he's like, fuck this shit. I wasn't in for this. You know, I did two basically versions of Scream with with Freaky and Happy Death Day. They're very Scream-esque, you know, yeah. uh, fun, fun little slasher movies. But he's probably was not prepared um, for this kind of shit. And one would wonder, one would think in their head, like, you know, in the world of 2023 social media, uh how Wes Craven would have handled this because let's 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 be clear here if Wes was still with us and there were scream movies to be made he'd be fucking making them oh he'd, for sure he'd still be behind that camera absolutely so and he was always so well spoken uh, extremely intelligent it, I, I i can't imagine what he would say but i guarantee you whatever he would have come up with would have been better than that it would have been eloquent and it would have been something that would have at least tried to calm down the fan base a little bit if he was going to address fans on social media. That is, I mean, I don't know, but um, here, here's just, the other thing, though. The, and and ahead, Brady. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, all that's running through my mind is all right. So, I mean, Justin, you and I went on Ryan's podcast a couple times, and we talked, especially on the last one we did, we talked about the direction of Scream going forward, and like. I even went on that podcast and said, hey, like, I think the next movie you need to kill off either one or both Carpenter sisters because they're not doing anything for... You need to raise the stakes. Right, you're not doing they, anything they for, the, the, for the franchise. Yeah. So to get away from the more political part of this story, how do you two feel like this is going to go for the franchise going forward? Like, how do you think this next movie is going to go? 
Is it better well, or worse? There's one them? thing. I wouldn't say better. Well, I would say I would say worse. One hundred percent worse, because while Sam at the end of the last movie, I mean, Jeremy, you might agree with me. She kind of had a conclusion of sorts. She she picked up, she had the mask on. She dropped it. She walked away. There could be a conclusion there that could be left that way, and then we're fine with it. Um, but you know, I still felt like there was more from the Carpenter sisters we were supposed to get. And I'm pretty positive, based on the script reports, that we were going to get more of them. Um, I guarantee you they will not recast these roles. There is absolutely, positively no way they're going to recast these no, roles. I think, I think the days of just, like, straight-up recasting roles like that are over with. Because it, it's not as common as it used to be. It's like Patricia Arquette in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, right? And then they they <laughs> recast it in, in Nightmare 4 with, with Tuesday Night. And it's like, they don't really do shit like that anymore. Uh, unless it's an absolutely necessary, like, fucking uh, Terrence Howard in the Marvel Universe where he was like, fuck that, you know, I'm not coming back. And it's like, okay, well, and same thing with Edward Norton uh, and the Hulk. It's like, okay, um, these are not those those iconic you know, uh, comic book characters that it's like, okay, well, what do we, we have to recast these. I, I think nowadays that studios are smarter and they understand that audiences are smarter as well. And we're going to know like, Hey, that's not the fucking same person. Like, and it's distracting, man. It's distracting when that shit happens. Um, for me personally, you guys love scream a lot more than me. I love the first one. I really dug the fuck out of six, man. And the reason I dug the fuck out of six so much was because Nev Campbell wasn't in it. I didn't need Nev Campbell in it. How many Sydney storylines do we have to get over and over and over again? It starts to become, for me personally, I'm not speaking for the Scream fan base, for me personally, it becomes. Be. <laughs> it becomes stale, man. It becomes it becomes the same old, same old. Where it's like, okay, here we are with Sydney again. Here's she shoehorned into this storyline because she has to be. Well, six felt fresh to me because it was these newer characters. It was their story now. It was no longer Sydney's story, and it felt like a breath of fresh air. If you go back and you listen to our review of Scream Six, you'll hear me gush all over that about why I loved it as much as I did. I Honestly, I still think that it's probably my second favorite screen and, movie. And, and also, this this was you coming off of five, very lukewarm. Yeah. Very lukewarm, if if, if, if that, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I didn't particularly care for five. So for me, the way that six ended, it felt like there was closure. And, dude, there can be screen movies for the rest of time, and there probably will be, um... You don't need to keep bringing the same actors and characters back time and time again. You need Ghostface, and you need a good story for why is this person donning this Ghostface costume and killing people, and then have that shock ending, and that's fucking Scream, man. You don't need Sydney. You don't need the core four. For me personally, um, what I would love to see with Scream 7 is, once again, new characters. Because if you really also think about it, we had Scream 1, 2, 3, right? And then you had 4, 5, 6. Even though 
the newer characters were not introduced until five and six. Realistically, there's two trilogies going on because I feel like four, five, and six can kind of roll together. Yeah. Um. So now, realistically, they could start fresh with a new trilogy or uh, a new dual films, right? Because not everything has to always be a trilogy either, right? Like, and and Scream Five and Six is that example. I feel like that could be one solid chapter in the Scream franchise, and then you move on with new characters. If I was Spyglass, if I was, uh, is it, what was the director's name? Landon is his last name. Christopher Landon. Christopher Landon, Okay, there you go. Cool. I didn't want to fuck that up. Um, If I was him in this situation, I'd go, you know what? I want to tell my Scream movie. Not the last guy's. You know, not a continuation of the last guys. I want to tell my Scream movie, introduce new characters, you know, new motivation for a new ghost face. Boom, and we go. That's what I want to see. Um, I hope that's that's what they do because, again, Scream 6 was a fitting ending to the Carpenter sisters. You know, the core four, they made it. You know, if you want to sprinkle them in down the line as a surprise, like, that's what I love about the Scream franchise is it's, it's continuation of each other. But you don't necessarily have to do it in this next film, right? Just look look at Kirby, you know? She sat five out. Fans were stoked as fuck that she came back for six. So that's kind of my, my viewpoint on, on where I hope they go with it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I <clears throat> you know, I liked Scream 5 a lot, and I thought six, I was on the podcast, the, the odd guy out, saying I, I really didn't like it. And... I've thought about it a lot and like you have these franchises where like obviously we love the final girls and we love the iconic villain right so you think Halloween everybody loves the shape everybody loves Michael but everybody loves Laurie Strode everybody loves Jamie Lee Curtis Nightmare on Elm Street everybody loves Freddy but everybody loves Nancy and it's like I don't think that Scream is just Ghostface while I think it's iconic I think Ghostface could be anybody. I think the power of the franchise came from Sydney and that storyline. You know, the first. But that story, that story's over with, man. Then How stop making them. Times? Then stop making them. No, they never will. Have they never will. But what I'm saying, is, what I'm saying is, is, you're never, is you're never, never going to get what you had. And sure, I guess you can say that about a franchise that goes past three movies. But like, there is something so off and not compelling about the storyline that has started from five and gone through six and was going into seven. And, you know, I could lay out multiple complaints, which I have before about why I think that happens. And I, I just really think it's because you took Nev Campbell out and took the character of Sydney out of the franchise and you left it all up to Ghostface, And you had to scramble to be like, okay, well, how are we still going to have a ghost face come in here? So we're going to pull Billy Loomis in and, and he's dead, but you know, he's a ghost and it's, it, it didn't make sense from the get go. And I, just, I I agree with that. The, the whole Billy yeah. Ghost thing is fucking silly. And we, uh, Billy Silly Ghost. It. I didn't mind it. <laughs> Billy Silly. I know you didn't mind it. Billy uh, Silly Ghost. So Billy Silly Ghost. I just I really think that if they are gonna rebrand and and push this forward somehow, uh, it it does have to be a completely different storyline. I mean, Justin already said we we took two of the core four out. What are you gonna do? Like the the, the yeah, two that are remaining, the two that are remaining are not big characters. One should have been dead two no. movies ago. 
Yeah, for that's sure. true. That's uh, true. I mean, can we can we start a hashtag hashtag silly Billy Ghost? I, I would love that. In the Jar Jar Binks voice. <laughs> there is one hey, alternative here. You know, uh, rumored months ago that Sophie Thatcher, uh, the Boogeyman, and also Yellow Jackets mm-hmm. was rumored to be hopping on for Scream Seven, which I initially thought was great. Um, but now, with all things considered, and the recent events everyone would hate her that's going to be the main problem because you you're going to have you you really are going to have to impress the audience now and bringing nev back would do enough for the general audience and it would do a decent amount for the fans the most fans feel like she should like you said earlier jeremy bail out fuck y'all you all had me when you could have offered me what i deserve and you didn't give it to me so why should I come in now to bail you guys out? In I think same- she would catch so much shit if she signed back on. I feel like they'd be like, oh, that fucking money got you. I think yeah, I, I mean, think if she did right now, it would be very uh, right in, in, now, in a lot of poor taste. Yeah. When the dust settles, I don't know for sure. I mean, some people have come out and been like, this is her opportunity. Um, I'm going to read to you. This is just from an anonymous source. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is fact, but according to an anonymous source, Nev Campbell has quietly turned down Scream 7. She told Spyglass, I quote, I haven't even watched Scream 5 or 6. I don't have time to get caught up. A Spyglass representative told her, but you were in part 5. Nev ended the conversation with, I was? <laughs> now that sounds like hy- hyperbole, but, but I could hear her saying that because of how disrespected she felt Dude, we all remember the trailers for five. Who was the fucking center focus? Yep. Sydney. It's an honor. I mean, literally, they focused everything around like this is the, the poster, Lori Strode return, everything. Like she's the biggest on the poster, you know, and then she's in the movie in a smaller role, which I ended up being okay with in the long run, but was still frustrated with at the end of the day. Um, my opinion on this to kind of wrap up our thoughts on this is let this thing breathe. You know, they were they were ready to start shooting soon. Uh, they had to have, you know, production pushed back because of the strike and everything. Um, and it was going to be pushed back until the start of the next year, 2024. Mm-hmm. But now they have to revamp the entire fucking thing. From what I'm hearing, they're very quickly doing a rewrite. Overhaul, if you will. It has to be completely redone. But, yeah, I mean, that's the question, guys. Like, uh, Jeremy stated his case. that That's where he thinks it should go. And for me, I'm not even going to lie. I don't know where it should go. Because there is that part of me space. that's like... Dude, there's so many fucking fan posters on the internet already. Ghost face in space. <laughs> that's oh, what they should call it, go. too. I mean... Oh, my God. I love me some Jason X, but seriously, um, there is a lot. Sydney, it's me. (laughs) Stop face in space. (laughs) Calling from the intercom. We're in space. No one will. It's me, Space Ghost Face. (laughs) Dude, dude, Uber Ghost Face. Seriously, that that'd be pretty sick. But we already had the one, the gold Ghost Face. Yeah. But, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I I just think this franchise needs to breathe. And if the studio is smart, 
they're going to do that. They're not going to push this thing forward fast. They know that in the world of social media and fandom, and, and make no mistake, I love the Scream fandom, but there are some toxic-ass motherfuckers oh, out there. Oh, for sure. That if you don't agree with them 100%, just like any other fandom, Star Wars, DC, Marvel, fill in the fucking blank, guys, they'll come for your throat. They don't even care. So I think to their benefit, they, they for their benefit, they really need to just let this thing breathe, take their time, figure out what is the best way forward because Jeremy is correct in saying they are not going to not make this movie. There will be some fans, it may be a small percentage, that will boycott the fucking movie. But they're still going to make it. They paid for the rights, and that's the way it is. That's how show business works. That's how movie making works. It's up to you, the viewer, whether you want to go pay money to watch it. And, you know, whether I'm going to at this point, I don't know. Um, bitch, you will be there pre-opening night. Listen, listen. You'll be there listen, the, the press screening pass, Justin. Listen, you know what, though? With your pressy sure. popcorn. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> Taking three what I breaks. really want from this franchise is something compelling. Um, like Brady, you said we talked about it on Ryan's episode that we ghost or ghosted on guessed it on a few months ago oh my god i'm going in ghost face and fucking space myself um, it's me space ghost face <laughs> why do you sound like cheech and chong over there <laughs> dude he's doing that why hey sydney sydney is me space ghost face come on dude, dude that's how ghost face should have sounded in the scary movies <laughs> oh my god like cheech baron but again, as we close out, I mean, it's been a rough time. It's been a rough time for Scream fans and for horror fans. I think it's unfortunate to lump in Thanksgiving with all this because it is, in my opinion, the best horror movie of the fucking year. One of the best slashers of the last fucking decade. If you haven't watched it, listen, I'm, I, I implore you, do not boycott it at this point over their decision on another movie. They made that movie before any of this even happened. Right. You know, all all the people that were involved with that movie, that acted in it, that were crew in the movie, that wrote it, Eli Roth, who directed it, they're not involved with this. They have nothing to do Just with it. Just because so Spyglass other is people fucking involved. this movie up does not mean that they have fucked up every movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, uh, there you go. Um, let me let me, let me me interject something completely off topic really, really quick because I feel like it's important. Talking about Thanksgiving, Eli Roth in interviews has stated that a movie from 1995 called Mute Witness was his main inspiration for Thanksgiving. I was like, well, fuck, I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of that movie, right? Right. So that really piqued my interest because I loved Thanksgiving so much. Let me tell you guys and all of our listeners, I watched Mute Witness on Sunday, and it blew me the fuck away. I loved every goddamn minute of it instantly as soon as i got done watching it like of course i text you guys and i was like holy (laughs) fucking shit that movie is amazing but immediately i'm like on the internet trying to figure out like every trivia for that movie you know all the cast what else have they been in like all the behind the scenes shit do yourself a favor watch mute witness 
blew by God blew me away. By it was God. fucking amazing. By God. So end of rant on that. Everybody watch Mute Witness. All right. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm sure there's more to be said here. Be ready. Before we close out the show on this subject, you are our official resident scream expert mm. and fanatic. Do you have anything else to say before we wrap up this episode? No, I think it's just unfortunate that Spyglass has come out on the wrong side of this. You know, like for them, just as a studio, they had a moneymaker with this and it's been proven in the past two movies and it's just unfortunate that they made a very rash decision in light of an international issue that is very complex very nuanced and uh their decision (laughs) uh has been proven wrong because of their backpedaling and, and them trying to to say a different reasoning for everything uh but i really just hope that we get a good movie going forward and i i hope that Christopher Landon stays on and I hope that they can rewrite a movie that isn't rushed, it isn't jumbled and that it actually gives a good close to this set of movies and potentially sets up the next set. Like I I think that's what anybody in the fandom wants, you know, and and I do So so to be clear here, you do want more scream because a little while ago it sounded like you didn't think they should make them, so you do want more. I want more scream. I I think that scream okay. without Nev is, you know, kind of like subpar, but I I still enjoy them. Very fair. Here's the thing. Very I think fair. you, I, and I'll say it again, and I said it earlier. I think Scream is not what it can be without Nev Campbell as Sydney and that storyline. I think that you can still make fun, enjoyable slasher films, but they're not fun Scream films. And that's what's been lacking from the past two movies for me. And even when she came back in five, she really wasn't there for the role. And Justin, like you said, the quote where she was like, Was I in that? Like, yeah, that's what we all felt. She was just there as name recognition to move the plot along. And uh, I, I just, I don't think that the movies are the same without her, um, without Dewey, obviously, now. And and I don't know what's going to happen with Gail Weathers' character, uh, but I guess we'll find out. Don't even out. get me started on Dewey. Don't even get me started on Dewey. They fucked up, man. So I will watch the movies, but I, there, I definitely wish that they had kept her along. Very fair, and that is it for our discussion on the recent events of Melissa Barrera's firing from Scream 7 and Jenna Ortega's exit from Scream 7. Let us know what you think in the comments, wherever you're seeing this post of this episode. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you loved it. We really hope you didn't get upset over the Jer Jer Banks <laughs> thing. I mean, officially, that's what we're going to call Jeremy now. I mean, in graphics for the podcast, when I post them, it's not going to be Jeremy anymore. It's going to be Jer Jer Banks. He's gonna I have will wear that like a shit. badge of honor. Misa so Justice honey. for Jar Jar. Okay, hashtag again. Silly Billy Ghost. Hashtag Space Ghost Face. Jesus Christ. There we go. There it is. But again, if you like what you're hearing, if you love what you're hearing, please take a few seconds Leave us an iTunes review, or if you're a Spotify listener, yo, it only takes two fucking seconds. Leave us some stars. We really, really appreciate it. And of course, we're on social media everywhere at Epic Film Guys, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I can't remember all the rest of them. Threads. Of course, but. Oh, dude, no one uses that <laughs> fucking thing. I just saw you, I saw you post on there yesterday. Two likes. <laughs> two likes. Like, motherfucker? Seriously? Fuck Don't you here. know who we are? Don't I mean, you know who we think we are? Well, don't you know who we are on other social media platforms? <laughs> That's usually my response. Um, 
to be fair. But be fair, are we, I don't know what we're doing yet. Huh? For the next couple of weeks, we have some shit planned. Someone just farted. That's real. That was legit. That was a thing. I'll leave it in. It smells like mac and cheese. I can smell it through my microphone. But it's like Dude, I had mac and cheese it's tonight. Like Kraft <laughs> mac and cheese, but like the shapes, like the SpongeBob shapes. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but as always, Trademark. ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm Bretty. There you go. That was Jerry Banks, motherfucker. Get it right. Ugh, you gotta sneeze like allergies. Too. It is always. I got an allergy poltergeist. Ask you to <laughs> keep it. <laughs> <laughs>